millennials. So what's the deal with them? So we're back. It's uh, since last week's episode, um, which might have been shot in 2015. Um, <laughs> we are back. Ben, how is it going? It's it's going good. It's good. I, I've enjoyed the two-year or year-and-a-half hiatus. It's been a good break. Yeah, um, it I, was, you know, the, the reason why we took the hiatus was because we really sought ourselves, went to the mountains, and, mm-hmm. yep. I actually well, well, wait, wait, you went you went to the mountains? B- Belize, yes, I went to Belize. Oh. I don't know, I don't I, know if there's mountains in Belize. I didn't do anything like that. Yeah, I was trying to give us a good, good reason why we haven't uh, recorded a podcast. In I was just going to say that it's, half. we're lazy, is really the... Yeah, you also didn't have internet connection for a good. That's very of that. true. Yeah, so it's almost I, like I, I was it. in the mountains. I blame this on you. You were in the digital mountains. You were in the, <laughs> the digital mountains. The, yeah, the back country of the internet. Or the this lack is of very the true. I forgot there was oh probably six months back you were trying to get us to do this and I couldn't because this is very true. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Yeah. I for, I forgive you. I forgive you. Thank you. Hey, what are we talking about today? We're talking about millennials. And guess what? We're both what? millennials. <laughs> we are. Not by so, choice, though. Just by pure... Yeah, we, we really didn't choose this. They labeled us as millennials. Mm-hmm. So, we're back, and we're talking about millennials. So, we're going to start with the definition of millennials. And it's basically those born in the early 80s to the late 90s. That's kind of the <clears throat> definition I'm using. So, just a time frame of roughly 20 years when i was when i was r- researching this um the de- there was definite dates so from and i think this is important from 1960 to 1980 people born between those two dates are considered generation x and then from 1980 to 2000 is millennials people born between there okay so 20 years mm-hmm which is a big gap to have kind of one yeah. generation. Like, there's a lot. I think millennials are interesting because if you look at someone born in 1980 to 2000, mm-hmm. there's nothing similar. No. Like, mm-hmm. it well, is so, dr- so I mean, drastic. There, there is, but there, yeah, there's. There but it's so change. drastic with with culture. And with, well, technology is such a huge factor in that. Mm-hmm. But it's so different. And we were born, I was born in 90. You were born, what, 88? Yeah. Is that correct? So yep. we were like smack dab in the middle. So I think you get the most of the millennial, like, well, each each one has their different characteristics, but we're kind of smack dab in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. So one thing, like what, what, you know, we have the definition of the years, but what's, what are we known for? <laughs> you know, I know there's a lot of negatives around millennials, like, oh, it's such a millennial. Yeah. There's some great video. There's some great videos though. There's a video on Facebook, uh, like sponsor a millennial <laughs> by a comedian it's so funny because we're basically portrayed as a underprivileged child like orphan you know you have those sponsor child um companies and basically we're like that but we're sponsoring our drinks and all these random things and it's just like oh <laughs> yes this is this is 
And do you think, they, they, in your opinion, do you think that there is truth to what those videos and stuff portray us as? Uh, it it wouldn't be funny if there wasn't truth to it. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a smidgen of truth in there, but exactly. it's com- comedy is really taking hu- uh, a funny situation in making it ridiculous. Like, you know, just like Seinfeld, he takes a simple scenario that is common and he goes over the top with it most of the time mm-hmm. and just shows you how ridiculous it can be. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it would be funny if it, there there wasn't a little bit of truth in it. So yeah, I think we're known for just entitlement, participation awards, <laughs> uh, are having our certain coffee or drink that we need. Like, oh, I have to have this. Mm-hmm. I don't drink coffee, so I just I like tea or <laughs> snap. I like snapple. Like Do you pe- peach snapple? Yeah, it's pretty good. Hmm. What do you have on that? Do you have anything that cultures? Well, this is what I have to say. Cultures view on right, us. Right off the bat, right off the bat, is I was, I think that I, because you know me, I never really um, identify with a lot of the stereotypical things that most millennials are known for. Um, this is true. You do not respond to your texts ever. <laughs> like, so, I'm not on, like, I don't, I'm not phone? on social media. I'm really not like I don't even have a Twitter account or anything like that. I barely use Facebook. Um, I don't even know why I have a Facebook account. So I'm not on social media. I don't. I, I just don't. I don't know. I I never caught on to a lot of the stereotypical things that millennials are known for. But, <clears throat> and so I think that I I had adopted the attitude of many Generation Xers of like this. Oh, millennials are so entitled. They can't do really anything for themselves. Uh, just all those different things that you hear. And so when we were, mm-hmm. when you talked about doing this episode, I started to research it because I just wanted to know what, you know, um, I, I don't know. I, just, I was looking at a, a couple different articles and then I, lo- I watched a TED Talk as well. And basically I've come to change my my attitude towards millennials and that they're really just, they're just, uh it's it's mis- misunderstood, I think. I think that people from Generation X are a little bit maybe jealous of a lot of the things that we've been born into and how we've handled certain things. And so they lash out irrationally at us and tell us that we're terrible people. So in the TED Talk, what changed your mind? <clears throat> Like couple, and we'll we'll put the TED talk in the show notes. Well, the um, guy, so the TED talk was uh, by a guy named Scott Hess, and I think he's. Um, oh, I just had it up to what his. He's like the vice president of some like youth research firm or something like that. But anyways, his talk is called "Millennials: Who They Are and Why We Hate Them," and uh, because that's really the that's like the the bandwagon language, right? It's like. Everyone just is on this bandwagon of hating millennials, you know. And I think yeah, like we're the worst thing to yeah, ever happen. Yeah, like it's just to and it's gotten to this point where it's just like nobody's really thought about why you hate them. It's just everyone else, everyone around us is saying millennials are terrible, and so we agree with them that they're terrible. But they're really not. There's nothing different about our generation than the generations before. You know, like Generation X. Like this guy Scott Hess, he's a generation. He's from Generation X. 
and he compares basically the things that millennials do now to what his generation was going through when he was a, when he was a young adult and it's really no different it's just the fact that now we have these different technologies that kind of um, change how we go about about it uh, like for example like he's he he talks about how um, w- when he was in high school if he or his friends wanted to um, uh, uh, how do I say this like if he wanted to say something or, or let his peers know like this is how he felt about a certain situation like really the only thing that they could do was wait a whole year for the yearbook to come out and like put something in the yearbook you know what I mean and then his yeah. and then his peers could read that and see this you know or like and he compares that to Facebook like a status update or something like that he's like had oh. had we had those things when we were young of course we would have used those things of course we would have we would have done that you know um, so, so do you think I'm sorry to interrupt you but on this topic we are the same production or play in life but we have different props exactly that's a perfect way we're the of sa- we're the same characters it's just we have different props cuz it's so, it's always going to be the generation before you is going to say well we didn't have that when we were kids you know mm-hmm. so as a result the props are what's changing us yeah. so they had the yearbook so they had to wait a year to let their opinion yeah be be known i don't have to wait at all Mm -hmm. i guess that's one thing in millennials we don't have to wait for anything so exactly exactly which again is not you know you can talk about is that a good or a bad thing but you can't blame us for doing that you know you can't you can't just say oh millennials are terrible it's not like we chose that we're just i it's like i didn't create amazon prime two-day free shipping (laughs) yeah you know but guess what i'm not gonna not use it (laughs) exactly so I guess that's my number one – my first thing that I want to start off by saying is the hate on millennials just needs to stop. It's pointless. It's just – it's pointless. Wow, and you're supposed to be the one <laughs> with all the negative views on this. I know, and but after, again, after the research that I did, it's, it's, it's stupid. It's literally pointless hate. And, and, and what Scott Hess does is he says basically what that stems from is jealousy. It's jealousy of – you know, oh, we didn't have those technologies back then, and we didn't, we weren't able to use that. So it's like it's out of this jealousy, you know. Yeah, that's a hate. They wanted, they wanted it. Yeah. But so, anyways, we just live a tech, you know, technological boom has just changed a generation mm-hmm. so drastically. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that's I'll, I'll have to watch that TED talk. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll put it in the show notes and. Um, there was a um, a time. Time Magazine article as well that I read that was pretty good. Um, they focused a little more on the article is entitled uh, "the me the me generation," um, something yeah the me generation and why they'll save us all. So there's you know yes there are of course there's negatives to every generation but there's also you know it's not like we're the most terrible human beings on earth. No, <laughs> so. Well, I hope not. <laughs> not. Maybe since we are the me generation, we're not going to think that. So that is one thing that bugs me, though. Oh, selfies—the one thing that has come out of our generation that I just cannot. I can, I just cannot stand in the least. So it's deplorable to you. Oh, just just think think about the idea of a selfie for a second. And I'm not talking about. I think there's a oh, difference, I hate there's a it's difference a, between like. 
a group of people getting into one shot and then somebody holding the the, the camera. That's called that's called a picture. That's just that a, that's just, a, just that's just a photo. But I'm talking about a selfie where, and I'm not trying to throw the female species here under the bus, but I feel as though uh, women and young girls do this a lot more than men, um, taking pictures of themselves and then posting it. The next step, though, is posting it on social media like right away. That's a big step. That bugs me so much. So, so much. But we can talk about that later on when we get to it. Well, that's a whole... That's a whole internet, like social media That's true. thing that we, we can talk, talk about, about with the attention and mm-hmm. getting like the, the likes. Oh, I need a like. I need to post this. And if I don't get enough likes, then it wasn't good enough. Anyways, I think we're getting so off that, track. So what is – you, you said you had – you said you had um, – A couple characteristics. So let's list those. So one – just I guess these are a couple things that characterize millennials – that maybe others might see as negatives. Um, the first one is we are not afraid of change. Um, I think this is a result of growing up in a technological boom era where it was always changing. It's If you look at it, I remember you know, when we got a first computer and when the internet was really, you know, you didn't really use it a lot. Mm-hmm. And now, like, we're not that old. This isn't something where we look back, like, 60 years mm-hmm. and, oh, no, like, wow, I, it took years for me. Like, this was, like, 15 years ago, yeah. 16 years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's so drastically changed. Now I have a computer basically in my pocket at all times mm-hmm. that I'm attached to. Well, not completely attached, but it does hold. It's like, oh, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Mm-hmm. Where's my phone? Can you imagine back in the day if you're like, where's my desktop? Where's my, like <laughs> lugging, lugging that thing around. <laughs> like we've handcuffed ourselves as generations. We are so um, needy and attached. Wait, so I think that's, that's a whole nother episode, yeah. which I want to talk about. So we're not going to go down that route because, yeah. But I think as a result of the te- technological boom, we're not afraid of change. We, we like change. We've grown up in such a changing time that, it makes us feel kind of good and at home. But as a result, we are terrif- terrified of the unchanging. Mm-hmm. Like if we, I remember it, it, when I forgot my first job and out of college and I sat in my cubicle and I'm like, cause I wanted to, you know, I wasn't thinking about changing jobs or anything like that just in the initial stages of it. But I sat in that cubicle. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Am I like I'm gonna sit in this cubicle for 40 years? Like, it's just, it's, but that was unrealistic, and I think we can take those type of views into a lot of situations as millennials, as this generation, and as a result, get scared right away and not put the time into it, and not be disciplined to say, okay, this doesn't have to be forever, but it it does have to be for a time. Yeah, and I think that's that's a big thing that other generations especially the generation before us looks down on us for because what they did was the complete opposite and they and they liked it for the most part i'm not you know i don't want to box everybody in to one thing box them all in let's just take (laughs) as many people as we can and put them in a box but they you know right out of high school getting a job getting married and uh you know having kids and then being at that job for 
the rest of your life and then like being grateful for it you know like thank god i have this well-paying job and i can survive off this and not really thinking you know oh does this make me happy is this am i fulfilled at this job you know those kind of things they didn't think about whereas we do and they look down on us for having those thoughts you know they think that that's just stupid and i happen to agree with them a little bit on that but but um yeah i think that that that's a big um there's a big rift there in that thinking so based on what we talked about earlier with kind of the same production just different props you know the same people different different scenario would would the generation mm-hmm. that looks down on us if they had the opportunities if they had the variety the the abundance that we have as a generation mm-hmm. that allows us to seek those changes you're saying they would probably have done the same thing they would have and that was another thing that in his talk he he mentions is that millennials have found this little space of time to take advantage of basically between the years like 20 years old and like 26 27 where they've extended this young adulthood period whereas generation x and the generations before that you know and he showed some stats like you know uh i think it was like 70 percent somewhere around 70 percent um of young adults by like age 20 were already getting married having kids by age 20 isn't that crazy and now that's been pushed back significantly you know now people are getting married and having kids much later in their 20s and so he he shows that millennials have we've extended this time of of freedom essentially because those are the best years of your life you know you're young when you're young and you can you can do all those things in your in in the in your early 20s you know and he yeah. says, of course, we would have done those things. You know, if we had the opportunity to extend that young adulthood, those those times of freedom, heck, yes, we would have done that, you know. Um, so, again, just adding to that, that jealousy factor. Yeah, I don't think humans, as humans, we don't vary very much from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. It's our, you know, what we're living in. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are our tools at hand? You know, is there a war going on? Is there peace? Is there, you know, technology? Is there what's going on in the world around us really kind of defines how we respond. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how you get the generations. If you look at the different generations, it's kind of all based off of what was happening in culture. And as a result, you have a change in character characteristics. But deep down, we're just, you know, it's humanity. Mm-hmm. So are you saying that times. the are you were you saying that as a that's a uh, a positive thing I guess Oh yeah so we are not afraid of change mm-hmm. which I guess going to the positive side of it if we get stuck in something that you know deep down we're like man I just can't do this anymore we are more likely to have a plan of action to change it and go after something we're more likely to risk the failure in that change rather than say, I'm just going to work this job for 40 years. It's comfortable. And let's just, I'm sorry. I'm did you hear that. me? Did you hear me sneeze? Just that? I, I did. Sorry. I tried to, that's okay. I tried to face away from the microphone. I don't know if the sneeze was more interrupting or you talking about the sneeze. <laughs> so 
Um, okay, continue. I could have used the technology to edit that out, but now <laughs> we're just going to go with it. We're just going to go with it. So the, since we're not afraid of change, it can be a blessing because we will seek it rather than be afraid of change. Which I think that's I, a, a huge positive. But so, but in, on the other side, since we are terrified of the unchanging, we won't sit down and just okay. I need to do this for you know the next five years. I need to focus on this, have the discipline and the resolve to just get it done. Yeah. So I think that leads me to our next thing that we want to get into is that that lack of resolve and and discipline. Not to say though, I don't want to say that we don't have discipline. I think that we do in a certain uh, sense, but that lack of resolve, I think, is is like negative. Um, not being able to see things through in the long run is a, I, I think, is a bad thing. But what do you have to say about that? I agree completely. Um, we have so much. I think the lack of resolve kind of comes from this. We have everything at our hands. situation Mm -hmm. like if i we have so much variety and that's another thing that i want to have another episode about but we have so much variety that if this thing's not working out i have a million other things pulling at my attention that i can go focus on Mm -hmm. so as a result we have so much stuff but everything's undeveloped in our lives we have this is halfway done this i just started Mm -hmm. um you know, we have we don't have that resolve to say, okay, despite everything that's going around me, I'm going to focus on this one thing and get it done. Yeah. So as a result, and it, and that's not everyone. I think that's a side effect that it's how we take our situations, how we respond to the variety, because there's a lot of people out there that say I'm just focused on one thing. You know, if it's a startup or someone's has a goal that they're going after. We still have a lot of millennials that are doing that, but I think as kind of a majority as millennials, we can get stuck in the the area of, okay, I, I'm i frustrated with that. I'm, I'm just going to move to the next thing. And we just forget about it. We move on, and we'll go back to it if it kind of piques our interest again. Mm-hmm. So, And then going from that, kind of segue into one of our last points is, as millennials, we... We're very good at seeking and chasing after the ideals in life. We don't like to settle. We are very, I guess, into the optimization of life. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I need my, I need the best job at all time, like of all time. I need to enjoy every second of my day, mm-hmm. which is a good thing to go after, I believe. But, but we have to realize but it's not attainable. It's not, it's not attainable, attainable completely. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have days that suck at your job. Mm-hmm. But that's most likely because you just started it. Yeah, like we I have th- to. That's where the resolve comes in. Things that you just start, you know, you, know, you reap what you sow. If if you're not sowing a lot of things that, you know, actually give you good results, you're just going to be stuck in a rut and never get anywhere. Like one of the things that I remember being told as a kid that I will never tell my students, um, as a teacher, I'm never going to say this. Um, and maybe this is a bad thing. Maybe I need to rethink this. But I, I just. Uh, but maybe were you told this as a child like if you grow up um and you find a a job that you love to do you will never work a day in your life 
and I believed that wholeheartedly when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I have grown up, and I just don't think that that's true. I really don't. I think that anything you do in life, no matter how fun it is at the beginning or how great it is at the beginning, it's still a job. It's still something that you need to do to, to earn a living. And I, I, I hate this idea that, and I think that adds to that, what you were talking about, like this job needs to be the best thing of my life, you know, at all times or something. Yeah, and I agree with that, but I think that saying, <coughs> excuse me, I think that saying goes without saying so much. What do you mean? It should be it should be transformed into if you cultivate, if you work at a job and create it into a job that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Like if you put in the work, eventually it won't feel like work because you've become the person that has invested into that has and you know all those sayings are you know every saying has a cliche where it's like okay well you're gonna have one or two bad days at work possibly yeah but i think it goes without that saying just doesn't cover the fact that you need to put in hard work yeah and it helps it helps if you're passionate about it that you're not dreading it every day and you're like oh i can't do this anymore Mm -hmm. so it's a tough one because I do believe that you can reach that where you really just love your work and it doesn't feel like work. But that's – I don't think that's 100% of the time. Maybe it's – you know, for each person it's different because we're all – some of us like work more than others. Mm-hmm. It might be 80% of the time for one person or 90 or 30, you know. But I think that percentage also goes off of how we view our work, if it's important, if it's just a, end, a means to an end. But I think it's definitely attainable if we go after it in the right way with discipline, hard work, and just resolve of, you know, all hard work brings a profit. So that means I'm just going to keep on working hard. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're running low so, on time here. Yes. So well, if we had to sum this up, my main point would be this. Stop the hate on millennials. <laughs> it's just so un- undeserved. I agree. Yeah, after after kind of what you brought up and off the listen to that TED talk, but it it makes sense. I think as a generation that we are being hated on. We definitely there's certain things that aren't a part of, you know, us causing it. Mm-hmm. But we also need to look back and say, okay, this was the negatives of our generation. I'm responsible now because I'm no longer being parented. I'm no longer in those situations where, you know, the responsibility doesn't fall on me. So we have to take the good and the bad of what we grew up in, just like every generation. And we have to say, okay, what can I learn from the bad? And how can I continue with the good that I was able to experience as I grew up? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, on, do you have something to say? No. Okay. Um, on my, <laughs> no, on mine, for my closeout point, I wanted to touch on just kind of this, contrast between generations uh every generation is known for certain attributes we are generation that is blessed with opportunities that no generation has ever seen like it's unbelievable we can talk to anyone in the world like we have this communication these communication lines that are you know the first time in history that we've been able to do you know just have this this much communication communication with people 
And there's so many other opportunities along with technology or with technology that we have as a result of just this time in life. But so we have great potential and opportunities, but we must also embrace the responsibilities that comes with that. And I think as a generation, we've squandered a lot of those things. We've turned the internet into the internet's an amazing tool and we've used it for so much just mockery and time wasting. So, <clears throat> so, but we've also used it for great things. So that it's that with our opportunities, how we're, how responsible are we with them? So, as a generation, if we lose sight for the need for this responsibility in all these opportunities, then we're lowering the potential of every opportunity that we actually have. So I think it boils down to, as millennials, we have the world is at our hands, literally. It is. With, mm-hmm. we, can, we can basically touch every point of this world in some way or another with the Internet and just the, you know, 100, 100, 110 years ago, like that's when the airplane started, like yeah. flight started to happen. And now you can fly all, all over the world. Mm-hmm. We're in space. Like, and that's within people that are still alive. Mm-hmm. Well, no, not 110 years ago. There's not a lot of those people. But <laughs> I think the oldest person is maybe 100 and some. I, I have can't no remember. Idea. I, I don't keep track of the oldest people <laughs> in the world as of Wait, late. Let, but me, let, me look, let me look it up. Let me look it up real quick. Oldest person. I'll let you look that up. But. So in like there are people people still alive that remember when airplanes became world's popular. oldest person like, is 117. Perfect. So that person was still alive <laughs> when flight wasn't really thought about. You know, it was still thought to be that's ridi- that's ridiculous. That's not going to ever happen. She was born in so 18, 1875. Wow, that's crazy. Oh wait 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 hold on hold on hold on no no no. Oh no! That's that's Fact just checks. the oldest. That's the oldest person. An age of 122 years is the oldest uh, record. Is a French woman, so she lived from 1875 to 1997, to the age of 122. Huh. So if you can beat 122, you will be in the record books. Yeah, I eat too much Taco Bell to <laughs> beat that. <laughs> So, even though Taco Bell is getting healthier, we've I mean, had this discussion. Being but. born, think about that. 1875. Yeah. That's not. That's basically after this, just after the Civil War, like ten years after the Civil War ends. Can you imagine growing up like ten years after the Civil War ends, and then through both World Wars, Man. and then and then through like the Cold War in Vietnam, and, all the way to Vietnam. That's insane. Oh my gosh! We but then again, these. you got to think those last. So once you breach, I think, 90, 90, 95 years old, like, how, how with it are you really, you know? I, my, my grandparents, that's, uh, I true. Grandma, that's gran- 94, and my grandpa's 90. I think you just, you know, you get tired easier. Like, <laughs> my grandpa sleeps a little bit more at you our just family occasions. You just nap is. more. But he's completely with it. He is. So he is. I guess it's just. Our bodies react differently to age, definitely. Yeah. But anyway, well, we've, we've drugged this out too far. We're going to wrap this up. So basically you're saying don't hate on millennials. Don't and I'm saying them. as millennials, we need to just take some responsibility for our, our opportunities. So I like that. 
Okay. Well, tune in next time. Which really you don't tune in. This this isn't a radio dial. So <laughs> look us up next for our next look. Look us up for our next episode. We're gonna be talking about FOMO, fear of missing out, which. We, as millennials, have a very strong case of that. And I so. hate, can I just go on the record as saying, I hate the idea of FOMO. That's all I'm going to say at this point. Well, you are on the record unless I delete it. So, <laughs> yes, you can, at my discretion, be on the record for that. Well, Ben, as always, it was good talking to you. Yeah, it was okay. All right. Well, have a good one.